this is Dr. Yitokwe Fagite. Welcome to another episode of Chats with Dr. T. This episode is an audio recording of an interview with a friend and it's all about moving on after breakups. Thanks to all the great feedback from friends and family about this interview. I'm really grateful a lot of people felt encouraged and I do hope that I can share some inspiration and encouragement from the interview. May I use this opportunity to thank Princess Isa for the opportunity to be on her platform and for her hard work in making the production a reality. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Thank you. Welcome to an audience with Isa. Happy viewing. Hi everyone. Happy Easter. Today's Easter Sunday is fantastic. So we're back for another um, episode of an audience with Isa. And um, today I have got a special friend with me, uh, Dr. T, as I like to call her. Chosen actually is about moving on after a breakup as a, as a strong single professional woman. So there's something really special about this lady that I have to say. Um, especially given the circumstances that we currently are in, uh, which is why we're having remote interviews, which is why we're digging deep to make sure that we can keep encouraging ourselves. Dr. T is, um, she's one of the special people, and I know there's so many special people all over the world at the moment, and by that I'm referencing the situation with COVID. Uh, Dr. T, as a medical uh, officer, She's, she's right in the front line of the fight against COVID in Canada, where she's based. Um, I've, seen, I've seen this lady uh, wearing a PPE kit. And when I saw that, gosh, I was really scared. And it finally dawned on me, you know, what the situation with coronavirus, what it really is. So I would just, um, Dr. T, I would just really like to appreciate you. I would, I want to say a huge thank you on behalf of everyone that might get to watch this um, show of ours, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to say that you are really truly appreciated. You know, you're a consummate professional. That I know, uh, but the fact that you put yourself on the line on a day-to-day -day basis to save other people, kudos to you. One of the points that I've just got to mention is, as much as you're on the front line, you know, I've never seen someone that's been so engaged in helping me to put this um, to put this program together and I wanted to make is where Dr. T is concerned is our, our so positive nature so even though we've got this serious um, COVID event which all medical personnel are fighting she's been very so much behind me supporting me pushing me to carry on uh, working on this on this project you know to keep to keep happy she's not just only a technical medical professional, but she's also wrapped around uh, that much of an emotional well-being into it. So, Dr. T, I can't say, I, I really can't, I don't know how to express my appreciation to you in so many ways, but I also thank you for coming on the show. So, Thank you so much for having me on the show. I don't care. It, it's really a pleasure to be part of this beautiful vision of yours. Want to keep busy at you to do that thing that you love. Um, my relationship with you dates back to well over two decades. 
um, starting from the late 80s at the Federal Government Girls College in Akure. Yes. It was really nice to reconnect again in Dubai with you um, about a year ago when we had a big reunion. Two years ago, Thank actually. So two years ago now. Two years. Twenty eighteen. So it's really good to reconnect with you, and I'm so glad about what you're doing, and feel very fortunate to be a part of it. So, by introduction, my name is Dr. Yutokwe Oluwatosin Bagite. I am an indigenous of Ondo State in Western Nigeria. I was born in Lagos to late Pa Victor Afoladu Roberts and Mrs. Oluda Mola. Bola Bode Roberts of blessed memory. Wow. I was born on Lagos Island and I actually grew up, spent my early years on Cameron Road in Ikoli. My father worked at the Ministry of Aviation and my mom worked as a civil servant with the NEPA or National Electric Power Authority at the time. Okay. Unfortunately, my father had to retire early from work and therefore we moved out of um, Lagos Island to Yaga on the mainland. I spent a few years on Hughes Avenue, that was where the house was, and um, had my primary education there. We moved to Suriname again on the mainland. Um, when I was about nine years old, I completed my primary education. I actually went to school, of course, I went to the Federal Government Girls College, Akure, my town of origin, yeah. Ongo State. And it was a girls' school, we had a blast. We were all sheltered growing up, so we were really not exposed to Very a lot much of things. So. All about just go to school, read your books, and leave. Um, for tertiary education, I went to the University of Lagos. I was fortunate to be admitted to study medicine and surgery, and I graduated um, from the college in 1995. Can I just, can I just stop you? Can I just stop you there? Because, you know, you omitted something very important. As you said before, we were both at Fejikola together. And I'm going to have to say this, you know, yeah. talk where you were one, you know, you were clearly one of the most outstanding students of our time. So I just wanted to put it out there. Um, so success has been following you at a very early age. Absolutely. I will talk more about that a little later um, because I, I really see myself as a very driven person. I always wonder where all that came from. And um, while I was in Apparel, I actually got the federal government scholarship, which meant I only had to pay fees for five years before we were getting fees. Remember, we had fun. We made the best of it, of the six three three four system, and um, went ahead to university to study medicine and surgery. Graduated in 1995, and I decided, for because of my love for academics, to pursue a master's in public health, which I did at the University of Lagos. I, for some reason, was just determined that I didn't want to stay in Nigeria for postgraduate studies. I didn't feel that Nigeria would give me the opportunity I needed yeah. to be on the world's stage. So I, will, I wanted to leave the country. I thought the healthcare system was bad. Yes. Looking back, I think it was actually good when we compared <laughs> to what we have to do. Unfortunately, I went to the United Kingdom and took the entrance exam to start my residency. I was fortunate to get admitted into the general practice vocational training scheme at the West Midlands. So I moved to a place called Staffordshire in okay. the West Midlands, yeah. where I did my postgraduate training. 
During my postgraduate training, I actually won an award um, from the National Institute of Health Research to carry out some studies about deprivation and um, seeking um, consultations with family uh, doctors. Okay. Yeah. So that was, uh, uh, enabled me to actually get a master's in medical science, and then I completed my general practice training. At the end of my training, the institute still wanted me to stay back. So I was fortunate to be in one of the top 10 universities of, of the United Kingdom called the Kew University. Right. There I did another master's and got an MPhil um, at the university. Wow. Uh, I carried on with my medical clinical practice in England and um, I was um, recruited by one of the first Darcy centers in the West Midlands to serve as a clinical director. Okay. So while in England, I was actually the clinical director of this working um, clinic and I stayed there for about three years. I decided to put, try the US exams, which yeah. I cleared. Um, I did three statements of the exams of the United States of America, commonly called the US But due to certain circumstances, going to America really wasn't for me at yeah. that time. So I continued to work in England until I was asked, in fact, begged to come to North America where there was, uh, they were really struggling to have doctors work. Yep. So in 2013, I was afraid because I was already at the peak of my career. I had a wonderful job. I was a clinical director earning a six-figure salary. I was like, why would I leave England? Fantastic. But I felt... I the plateau yes. and I just needed some more adventure. Therefore, I took on this bold step to move to Canada in February of 2013. Wild down. And all I can say is that I am so glad I made the move. I'm happy today. I'm a business owner. I'm, I'm independent. I'm doing what I love. Really inspirational. Yeah. Really inspirational. Um, brilliant. You know, brilliant. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. We'll be moving on to the topic, uh, moving on after a breakup, coping as a strong single professional woman. Yeah. My introduction would probably have painted someone that's, you know, really successful, a go-getter, a very focused person, yes. an intelligent girl. But, you know, there's always a flip side to everything. So yeah. I've got my own flip side. Yes. And um, one of the reasons why I'm here today is just to discuss some of that flip side. Yes. Let's go yeah. back to when I was in Fejikola. That yeah. is what we call the uh, secondary school. Yes. We, attended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we were sheltered. We, we were all girls. Yes. And uh, we were very sheltered. We lived more or less a regimented lifestyle. We were very protected. The only times we went home was when we had midterm yes. or when we had to go for um, our semester vacations. So I grew up pretty sheltered and like most African parents, my parents, my mother was pretty strict. We all lived we all lived that reality. Absolutely. You can't even dream of it, you know. Yeah. And my mom was pretty strict that way. So looking back, actually the first time I met a guy was when I went to a summer school which was um, usually organized by um, university undergraduates during the summer holidays. So I met this guy that asked me to dance, and I must have been blushing through anything. <laughs> that didn't go Went back to the people yes. just this reality. Yes. So the first time I can say I got into a serious relationship was when I was in medical school. I was probably in my third year then. 
And the other the other flip side of me was the religion. Yes. So I had grown up in a place or an environment where you know you just had to I believe in God, I still believe believe in God. Yes. Where you have to be really religious, where there were very strict rules about dating, mm -hmm. touching, holding mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty strict. I met this guy in fellowship and to cut a long story short, we courted for five years and we got married. I was the single, pure, beautiful, intelligent girl. Yes. Um, no idea of what marriage was like. I went into it because that was the next thing. I mean, yes. After you've done school, you've done your house job, you've graduated. Everybody's asked, what are you still doing? You should be married now. Yes. So of married. I got married to someone that was ordained a pastor. I got married coming from a Christian background. Yeah. And the first challenge I had was actually infertility. Mm. I couldn't get pregnant. And I had to ask God, how come I can't get pregnant? Anyway, we went through the ups and downs, investigations and all. And eventually, after four years of being married, I got pregnant. This marriage was already facing a lot of issues. Fortunately, um, Thinking of my career and my work and my family life, there were lots of ups and downs, which yes. eventually led to the breakdown of my marriage, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And the main reason, I, 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 I don't want to blame just the one person. I yeah. had my faults. I was green. I, I really didn't know how to be sexy. Unfortunately, my mm -hmm. husband left. And at the time, I had a two-year-old, three-year-old daughter. And that was really, really devastating. Wow. Um, there Can was I... infidelity. Yes. It was really, and the, the infidelity wasn't even with an outsider. It was with someone that was very well known to me. Oh, dear. And I think that made it very, very, very difficult. I can just stop you there because, you know, you've said so much. And it's so deep. I'm so glad and, you know, Obviously, we, we are good friends, but you've been very open about your experiences. So I just wanted to go back a little bit and say, you know, given how lucky you are um, and you continue to be and you will continue to be, how did you feel, you know, how did you feel at that point when you realised my marriage is over? Actually, I failed at this because effectively that's what it is. You know, what was, your, what was your feeling at that point? Absolutely. I I felt personally that I had done everything perfectly. You know, I had gone to school. I didn't get pregnant out of wedlock. I this was my first serious relationship. This was a Christian like me. Everything seemed absolutely perfect. So I was very disappointed that yeah. oh my gosh, even as a believer, this can happen to you. Yes. Being a Christian doesn't um insulates you from break, from breakups. I felt I had failed, like you said, Princess. I had failed. And I actually felt rejection like I've never ever felt before. Wow. So I felt that I thought I was good. In the eyes of the world I was good. But how come this guy rejected me? How come this guy didn't just reject me but rejected my daughter yeah. that had taken us such a long time to even give birth to. Yeah. And uh, that was very, very difficult. And being a doctor, I knew I went into depression. I wow. went into deep depression. So Absolutely sorry, so sorry to so sorry to hear that. But you know, yeah. that, I just wanted to tease out that um, 
and, and I'm happy you're being very open. And I guess with the benefit of hindsight, one can now assess how you felt. But, you yeah. know, what, what you've just picked out there for me, and just to say um, before you continue, is that every single one of us have to learn to cope with disappointment uh, uh, at yes. one point or the other. So I went into deep depression, but I'm so grateful for one person in my life who's gone to be with the Lord now. That's my mother. Oh. My mother never ever gave up. My mother kept praying and she kept hoping and oh, she wow. kept supporting me. Even when I pushed her away and said, Mom, this is not your business. I'm an adult. She knew my pain and, yes. you know, she was yes. just there for me. She was my anchor. She was there. There was a time she came to the UK for about six months just to babysit and look after my daughter while I did my residency training. So I can stay through that all. Even when I couldn't connect with my friends, yes. a few of my friends would call me. And, and of course, they just had to leave me because they didn't understand. Yes. It was so bad that I became suicidal. Oh I've been a doctor. I knew exactly how to kill myself if I wanted to. So wow. I was alone wow. in the house with my daughter, and I'll have thoughts that would say, go and talk. You're a failure anyway. Your husband doesn't want you. You're all by yourself. Can't you see how much of a failure you've been? Wow. And I started to struggle with these thoughts. I started to struggle with these thoughts. And there was a time, you know, the thoughts would have was to me, go down there and end it all. End it all. You know, and I knew exactly what to do yeah. if I wanted to kill myself. But it must have been my, my mother's prayers and just God looking up, down on me from there and telling me, you know what, you do not have to end yes. this. And I may interject at this point, you know, uh, which is why it's good to like, give your background as well. Because what you've just, um, what, what you've talked about just now, depression, leading on to suicidal thoughts and stuff. Um, what I have to say is, given our background, given our, you know, joint background, one of the things that we learned in a rigid boarding house is how to be tough. This is really deep. But one of the things I just wanted to say is, you know, yes, you're quite right. Your mom was praying for you. Um, God, God was there keeping, keeping really t taking care of you. But all the training instilled into you by your parents and by that school we went to where you know our, our life was so our life was so constrained so rigid it was all to teach us about how to be strong when you're facing a challenge and you know everything you've just everything you've just described is a huge challenge do you know i still i i feel i i still feel oh my god you know what my beautiful friend with that beautiful smile uh, must have gone through. So I'm so glad you didn't give in to any of those um, crazy thoughts and didn't do anything like that because you're here today and really successful. So I I'll just ask the question then, really, that um, at which point, because you've said, at which point did you decide enough of that pity party? Um, I'm a go-getter. I was born. I was born to be a success. Identify that in your journey. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. That's a good one, uh, Aisa. I think I felt that when I was at my lowest, when I was actually really down in the dumps. Yeah. 
And medicine, when we assess patients and we want to know how societal they are, we kind of look for reasons why they should be alive. So I think I got to a point where I started, where I said to myself, what have you got to gain if you are alive? You know, why would you not do this to yourself? And of course, I thought about my daughter. Yes. My daughter that had been, you know, rejected by her own father. Yeah. My daughter that was a special gift from God yeah. after four years of infertility. And I just felt it's not worth it. I can fight. And I decided enough is enough, enough of the pity party. And I also started to look at positive points in me. Fantastic. Things about me that the fact that a guy left is not the end of the world. Yes. You know, I am still somebody. Yes. I am still a person. I am beautiful. Yes. The Bible says I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I am intelligent. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am still someone to so many people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beautifully encouraging. Wow. 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 It's it's such a it's such a turnaround. It is, it is. And I think in my in my family as well, unfortunately, I had a half sister that was in the same situation and committed suicide. Oh wow. Her daughter was me at the time. And so I when I look back at that my, my niece and I, I'm like, no, I've got to fight this battle. I don't want to end up like my late sister because she was deeply depressed as well. Mm. And unfortunately, she, she took her own life. So that was just a reminder to me that, so you sad. know, giving up, walking away, maybe the may seem a good option, but yes. there are always better options. Yes. And yeah, I decided to go choose the better option. And and I'm gonna clap for you. I'm gonna clap for you again. I'm gonna clap for you again because right in front of me is a survivor. You know, and not just only a survivor, but a survivor per excellence. So, um, wow, it's what you've just shared now is so deep, um, and I hope is resonating. I hope it will resonate with so many people that whatever it is you're going through. You can, you can conquer, you just have to dig deep. To one other question really, that thinking about, because in, in, in the space of 15 minutes, we've talked about you know, how successful you've been, uh, how hard, and it's not just, you know, your success wasn't dropped on your laps, you've always been a hard worker, you know, you've always gone the extra mile, um, and as you've said, sheltered, Everything that needed to happen, happened. Got married, yes. Even though you had the challenge with um, getting pregnant and having a child, you still succeeded at it. And then, only for things to turn around and what you really so much believed in, um, having a husband of your own independence, you know, believing in this person, everything just went down like that. I'll tell you what I've observed is that in all the times things were going down, you were still going off to do all this masters, you were still going off to do all this, you were still academically delivering. You know, you were still delivering. So what I'm gonna say is, what advice would you give, given your experience, what would you tell the next, you know, the next person 
that's currently going through what, what you went through? Because, you know, there are definitely many people that are going through what you've gone through. What would you say to them with, with, with the experience you've got? Thank you very much. And that's, that's a really good question, um, Isa. The first thing is just to acknowledge that this happened to you. Yeah. And to ensure that in your mind and physically, mentally, you need it. Yeah. If a guy has left and walked out of your life, you need to acknowledge that, that that thing is done. That's the first thing. Second thing to discuss is that you should never, ever give up. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your talents. Never give up on your abilities. Never give up on your career. Never give up on that thing that you love. What you just need to do is redirect your energy positively. Because as long as you think about the person that has left, you are diverting your energy and using up your energy negatively. Wow. You can also divert that energy, like I did, into improving your career, into starting a trade, into learning a skill, whatever it is, just make sure you don't stay down in that dump. You come out of it and you reinvent and find yourself again. Wow. Because you were somebody before you got married to that person. You were somebody before you got into that relationship. Yes. You've got to go back and find that person. Wow. And divert energy into something that's going to be helpful for you instead of diverting it into something that's just going to suck the life out of you. Thank you so you much. Wow. Honestly, I what you've just said there, just completely blows me away which is divert your energy to something positive it's that simple divert your mm. energy to something positive so guys irrespective of what you may be going through what we might be going through and actually given our current situation with covid how fearful we all are how um disbelieving of the current situation what dr t has just shared with us of our personal experience means in this situation in any situation divert your energy to something positive so that's how to get out of depression disappointment um and things just not going right wow dr t you know you've shared so much with uh, you've shared so much with me today um i'm i'm just really i'm just really grateful uh for for this information for this sharing of your experience that you've brought out so I, I just have one other question, actually, because, you know, we've covered all of this very deep, detailed topic in about 30 minutes. I'm going to ask you a question. Being a woman of achievement, when are you planning to write a book about all of us? Oh, my gosh. I have actually written a book, I said. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I have gone into a lot more detail about everything about okay. my life's journey. Just to encourage one person out there, the book will be launched in June. Oh wow! Do you know what? My I'm so I'm so excited her. now that I said it because I did not know that you you were planning on you you were planning on writing a book or launching a book. All I just know is that you're such a determined lady that I'm thinking Topper cannot be holding on to this much information. I'm sure she's writing it down somewhere. Absolutely. This is time to plug in. Um, so, guys, are you listening? Dr. T is coming out with a book in June. So we've all got to get it. We've all got to read it. We've all got to learn from it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So the manuscript is currently with the editors. We're working on it, and hopefully the book will be out in June. And I'm sure Princess Isa will give me the privilege of using her platform to to spread the word about the book because it's either you will be blessed by it or someone else that you know or someone that knows somebody will really be inspired by my life story and my journey. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so I'm really looking forward to it. So, wow, fantastic. So I'm just gonna bring I'm just gonna bring our discussion uh, to a close. And um, mm -hmm. I will say a huge thank you. I've personally gained, you know, outside of your experience, I've, I've gained a lot from just knowing you. I've gained a lot from being able to tap into your energy. I've, been, um, I've gained a lot from being able to uh, work with you because you're, you're such an easygoing person who has achieved and you have achieved. You're an achiever in your, in your uh, professional life, you're an achiever in your personal life. You're a go-getter. You're someone that doesn't give up. So I just want to say a huge, huge thank you and happy Easter. Happy Easter, Princess Isa. Thank you so much for the opportunity.